You're listening to the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio podcast. I'm Heidi Rue. And I'm Mike Stout. And um, Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com exist to help give you the resources and tools that you need to create the voiceover career that you want, which is why we do those podcasts, because we want to be able to connect you with industry professionals um, that can share helpful tips and even their journeys with you. And so today we have a great person on with us, Steve Henderson. He teaches our character review class, but also is an extremely accomplished voiceover talent. And Steve, we're so happy to have you here. Um, so s- let's start off by just talking Clearing about the, the journey. Air. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> so tell everyone how you got started in voiceovers. Well, it, when I got started, it was really, really young. Uh, my dad used to be uh, in cell art animation uh, when I was a kid. And so uh, he was always doing these amazing drawings of these advertisements that he was putting together because it was all in cell art. He didn't shoot a lot of it. I'm not saying he never shot, but this, in these cases, he was doing cell art animation. And uh, I used to go back in my bedroom and come up with a voice so I could come out and say, hey, Dad, I'm going to work for you one day kind of thing. And um, so that kind of sparked the interest in it. And then, um, as I grew up a little bit more, I wasn't much older, I had this, uh, uh, cousin named Alan, uh, that would come over and, uh, he did this Alvin and the chipmunks voice that I just thought was hilarious. I mean, and I just thought, you know, he's making people laugh when he, Mm. he, he does this voice. I want to know how to do that. So that's the first one I kind of studied, if you will, as to how to do it. And it always kind of throws people off because you hear this deep voice and all of a sudden you hear that high pitched kind of voice and it's just can uh, we hear real quick (laughs) so it's just uh yeah it's right there but um uh and so that's kind of where that started so i I was always interested in voiceover you know always was told oh you've got a great voice you should do voiceover and all that kind of stuff well i grew up in gatlinburg tennessee and there was not a lot of voice training in that area (laughs) yeah Yeah. um so just a lot of dolly there was a lot of dolly there was a lot of dolly back then it was called silver dollar city so yeah (laughs) Um, but my only training was watching the Price is Right guy yell, come on down. So yes. I, that's what I actually thought it mm. was. Roddy. Sure. <laughs> right. So, um, I went to the university of Tennessee and they had a, a radio station there called New Rock 90. And my first day that I got to college, I marched down there and, uh, today's the day I start my career and all that. Cause I thought I was going to do radio. Um, and I went in there and got a shift and I'm sitting there one night and, uh, it's me and a couple of other people in the building, but, uh, there's a, a guy, uh, I'll say his name is Doug, which it actually is. I won't give his last name, but, uh, he walked in and given today's standards in society and whatnot, I probably should have run because all he said was <laughs> anybody wanting a quick 50 bucks. <laughs> I was like, I will, you know, that kind of thing. And it turns out he was uh, looking for students or people my age to come and voice promos for um, the Channel One Network, which was a, a, a broadcast that was piped into schools all across the country. And it was like wow. a five minute cool. newscast thing. And so I started voicing promos uh, for like watch and win promos for uh, Channel One. Nice. And I was, what, 18, 19? Wow. And uh, it was a consistent gig. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, walked over there, got paid, you know, at that time, you know, 50 bucks was a lot of money to me. And yep. so we just go over there probably three or four times a week and record promos. And that's kind of how it started. And it's wow. been going ever since. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I had to make it to make that. It was like 
All right. Let's see. That's 10 hours at the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So fast forward a little bit. Tell us about a challenge that you hit in your career. And I'm thinking when you got to a point where you wanted to figure out how to do a more natural and real read. Because Because, you had this great announcer voice. And like, I get why people said- 18 and 19 years old. I mean, I I don't imagine you going in there and sounding, you know- this deep. Well, I actually but, got this voice off of an ad that I saw on TV. It oh. said four easy payments in 1995. Next thing, it showed up and it worked. Had I only seen no. that? Uh, biggest challenge I can think of that I had uh, was finding out that the big voice wasn't what was in demand anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it scared me to death, in all honesty. Yeah. And um, I realized that I needed to find a way to still be sellable. And so, you know, instead of doing every read like this and everything sounded so perfect like this, just call <laughs> 1-800-257-123, everything like that. Yeah. I had to find a way to be relatable. I mean, this is how I talk, Yeah, you know? And so, you know, talking about how I did that, it, it came down to just giving myself permission. Mm. I had to stop worrying about what the person on the other side of the glass wanted. And I had to realize I needed to give him what he needed, him or her, what she, you know, they needed. Um. And once I started giving myself the permission to do that, mm. it just kind of changed the ball game because I yeah. didn't worry so much about being a people pleaser. Yeah. I looked at the script, figured the message, and then I just thought, how would I say this to my friend? Well, yeah. that opened a whole new ball game because I had to figure out, well, not only who is my friend, but what are they thinking right now? Mm. You know, it's not just somebody sitting there with an expressionless face. They're going through something too. How do I react off of that? And it just kind of started to create the chemistry that I needed for the the natural read. Yeah. So, What about if somebody, I mean, because at this point, if somebody goes into voiceover, we hear about it all the time from people that walk mm-hmm. in our door and say, everyone says I have a great voice. And a lot of times it is very similar. It's like an announcer type vo- voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because that's not as popular now, would you still encourage them to get into voiceover? Or, and if sure. so- then how would you kind of guide them? Yeah, is that advertisement still out there for the, the voice? $50? Yeah. Or- it, it is. <laughs> it, it also comes with little fish people you can get in the jar. <laughs> um, no. I mean, the, the biggest thing I can say is owning who you are. I mean, that, that's kind of what it is. Um, I would say study the craft to where you don't crutch on your voice. Mm-hmm. Because for a long time, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget, I was working in an oldies radio station in Knoxville, and uh, everything I did sounded like this. You know, the anniversary club, you and your you know, special person can get a, you know, something meal to wherever, wherever we're giving stuff away from. You know, it was just, a, it sounded very announcery, very yeah. fluctuating in the tone and all that kind of stuff. And I'll never forget my boss. Uh, his name was Mike Beverly. Uh, super nice guy. I uh, just went into the radio, Tennessee Radio Hall of Fame, I think, last year. I was going to say, the name sounds familiar. Um, he came in, and there was a, 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 a voice talent they used a lot. His name was Tom Miller. And Tom has this just vanilla read. It's so silky smooth. And um, this is back in the time where they had the, the analog pegs mm-hmm. for you know, your, your, your levels mm-hmm. as opposed yep. to the digital readouts and all that. Yep. And he goes, I want you to see this, Steve. And he started playing Tom's voice. And I swear to God, that peg just went straight up and it barely even moved. It was so wow. solid. And he goes, now I want you to see yours. And it's like, <laughs> it started here and then whoa, way over there and then back over here. And it's just all over the place. He goes, you need to sound like that. 
Huh. And it was kind of an eye-opening experience because mm-hmm. it made me realize not everything has to sound like this, you know, everything, mm-hmm. you know, like that. And it's, if I can stay in more of a relative monotone, then it just kind of mm-hmm. speaks more to how we speak in general. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. That's great. Man, you're bringing back radio days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's something that you wish uh, you knew at the beginning of your career? Um, this has to go back to the permission thing. It's mm-hmm. not to worry so much about what the person on the other side of the glass wants or thinks they, they want. If they give you sides, they're happy, sad, nervous, whatever it is, that's cool. But if I, the talent try to figure out what that means to a person that I've never met, it's going to come off as fake. Cause I don't know what those things mean to that yeah. person, but I do know what it means to me. And so if I give myself that permission to speak through that, mm-hmm as opposed to trying to figure out what they want. Again, I don't know who they are. Uh, I'm just giving myself a better educated guess as to how to make this work, sound real, sound authentic, and just come across as genuine. You know, I see a lot of people on social media that will post about, oh, I just got this, and oh, I just got this yeah. fantastic. I'm a little guilty of that too. I've, I've done that in the past, sure. But you see a lot of talents that maybe aren't booking at the moment, and mm-hmm. they get, frustrated and they Mm. start to think, am I even doing this right? My God, I must, I'm Mm. terrible at this. And to me, the job is the auditioning and the marketing. Mm -hmm. The result is the gig. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Your hard work that you've done for the job pays off with the result being the gig as opposed to the gig being the job. Mm -hmm. And I think if people can look at it from that standpoint, they'll realize that they're doing okay. I mean, if they're yeah. auditioning and they're doing their best mm-hmm. to get the word out that this is what they do, yeah, then I think that they've done a good job. Again, the result of that is yeah. the gig. Right. Yeah. So. so true. Okay. So you teach the character of you class mm-hmm. here at Atlanta VoiceOver Studio. Give us like a little snapshot of what people can expect if they do take your class. Well, the one thing I want to make sure they understand is I'm not going to teach them how to do the zany, crazy character voices. That's not what this is all about. I mean, we can get into no, that if we want to. Chipmunks, no, Alvin Oh, I can okay. do that all day. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. Trust me. But uh, what this class is all about, it kind of stems from my realization that I had to learn how to speak like I do, mm-hmm. not how I think it should sound. Yeah. You know, and I talk about that a lot. It's the difference between the way you think it should sound and the way it needs to sound. Mm-hmm. and it's get, it literally is finding those permission moments for you to realize that you are the best person to sound like you. There may be people that sound a lot like you, but nobody sounds exactly like you do. And for us to realize that, you've effectively eliminated all of your competition because yeah. nobody else can sound like you better than you can. Yeah. Yet all these other people, they come in and they're thinking, well, I need to sound like this, or I need to sound like this. It's not about the sound. It's about the message. Mm -hmm. And then it's what value do you put behind that message? I mean, think about any conversation you had today. The reason that you said what you said is because there was value to that message that you wanted to convey. So people get into the booth, and for some reason, the opposite happens. I call it the burden of the words. Mm -hmm. And it's that little voice that says, you're not pushing it hard enough. You're not selling hard enough. You're not doing all this kind of stuff. And it, you know, the anxiety just builds up and it mm-hmm. comes across on the mic. And um, with that being said, we lose track of the message. Mm-hmm. You know, So again, it's the message. And then what value do you put behind that message to motivate you to sound the way you do? 
And that's kind of what we talk about in the class is how to do that. There's several techniques and there are a lot of eye-opening moments. There's a lot of, you know, I call it whack on the side of the head moments. It's kind of like the thing flies and whacks you on the head. It's like, oh, no, I get it. You know, that kind of thing. And it's really cool to see people kind of come in where they are and then leave where they get to. Hmm. I say at the beginning, because the things that I point out are not, you know, groundbreaking. They're not monumental. They're kind of straightforward. And I say the diff- you, you may be hearing what I'm saying at the beginning and thinking, that's it. <laughs> but by the end, you're going to say, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's fun to watch that journey happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it's awesome. simple, but it's not easy. Well, you, you know me, to- Mike, and I, if it was complex, <laughs> I would be totally thrown <laughs> off. So. That's awesome. Well, listen, if you're looking for a simple class, just click on the link in the show notes. <laughs> and it is uh, one of our most got. popular classes. It is. Yes. And we're so excited you're going to start offering it every month. And so, yes, if anyone is interested in signing up, you can click on the link in the show notes or on social media to be able to um, to get there. Or just go to our website, atlantavoiceoverstudio.com. So thank you so much, Steve. Thanks, for being Steve. Here. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah. yeah Come join the class. We have a lot of fun. 